he can return today.
You can't come to that place you and say, see, I've known God. If you come to that place, you trust me. It's for that level. There is more. And revamp. You know, I was praying yesterday night and I was like, Spirit of God, revamp. I kept hearing out with the old, in with the new. Out with the old, in with the new. And I was like, Spirit of God, what are we revamping? What I understand revamping to mean is that what we're, 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 we're redoing, we're remaking. What are we revamping? And one of the striking things he said was our intimacy, our fellowship. We're going to be revamping our walk with God. We're going to be saying, Father, much more. I've enjoyed where you've you brought me to. I've enjoyed where we've gone, where we've come from. I've enjoyed the walk so far, but we're saying, Abba, more. We're saying, Ah, Abba, see, I've enjoyed you. I've enjoyed you, but come on, there is more. We're going to be revamping our desire. See, we're going to whet appetites in this place. We're going to say, Father, see, there is, I've enjoyed this level. I've touched this level, but I want more. We're going to be, we're going to be revamping our walk with God. We're going to be re- revamping our prayer closet. We're going to be revamping our studying and meditation time. We're going to be saying, Father, yes, it seems like I've read all the books that there is. They call this book and I, ah, ah yes, I've read it. You nod your head, but you're saying, no, Abba, that revelations that you've not shown me. That I've not seen in your word. I was one of the scriptures where I'm going to be sharing later on. I was saying, had you read, had you read that scripture before? I was sharing my umaos and this morning. He was like, so what are you going to be sharing on? I said, no, let me go and come back. I want it to be fresh and hot. You know? And I was like, okay, please make sure they record it. I said, no problem. They'll, they'll do that. I believe. I believe we're recording. Glory to God. And I was telling him. I just gave him. I just told him. I said, but you need to read this, the book of Ezra and Nehemiah. That way, I'm like, ah, I've read this. I've read Ezra and Nehemiah before. I've read this book, but man, the things that God was showing me yesterday, it was like I'd not read it before. I was like, Come on, I began to see that. See, God places you in places strategically for some for, for specific reasons, and a lot of the time, it has to do with His kingdom, it has to do with His people. Ezra and Nehemiah, for crying out loud, those people were strategically positioned in power in politics to the point that the king and queen will look at the countenance and say what is wrong with you you are sad today come on that's some level of influence that's some level of intimacy a couple of us were going to be having such access in years to come there's a move of god there's a move of god over the body of christ god is strategically you know placing us and I want us to remember this day. You are there not because of the money. You are there not because of the fame. You are, you're, you're there. No, you're there not because of you know the the, the access. You, you know you're, you're driving and then there are ten cars lining up and then who is that? Oh, that's the minister of environment. No, you're there because of God's work for His kingdom for His purpose. You need to read up those, those scriptures. Yes, I'll share, but really, what I'm going to be sharing is not majorly what. You know, I will have what I learned, but I was wild. I was like, are you kidding me? The king of King Cyrus made a decree. They challenged Ezra and Nehemiah and said, you cannot do this. They wrote letters and went to give King Cyrus. He, st- he went to check history and he stood and said, See, if anybody does anything, let he gave power to Nehemiah and Ezra and said, See, if anybody contradicts this decree that I've made, whatever you wish to do to them, do to them and do it. Daily. You need to see the, the following scripture. It says the people that went to meet King Cyrus and say, Sir, these people are building the wall and all that. It's scripture records. It says they went to do the decree of King Cyrus speedily. 
the Bible is very deliberate. When God says speedily, that means for, they had the reasons why they felt they, they shouldn't do those things. But for crying out loud, a decree. What level of influence? What level of access? Glory to God. So one of the things we're going to be desiring in this place, we're going to be revamping our work with God, intimacy. Well, we're going to be changing levels in this place. <laughs> Glory to God. Let me come back. First things first. Please help me appreciate the woman of God to whom I owe this privilege of, you know, being before you. Please let me appreciate Pastor Doreen, Aaron, or Mosele. With a standing ovation was what I said. Please appreciate her. Woman of God, we celebrate you, we honor you, and the honor of God is upon you in Jesus' name. You can have your seat. And I, I needed to do that. And really, I want to thank God Almighty. Because the truth is, if He had not moved all that He had to move for me to be here, I wouldn't be here. And you know, I was, um, I thought I was going to share this. I, um, I wasn't supposed to be here. You should add that. As at two, three days ago, I didn't know I was going to be here. I had a conference I had planned, I'd registered for. That's where I'm coming from, actually. And, you know, I'd, I'd, I told husband, Saturday, you know, I'm going for a conference, you know. And I was like, okay, no problem. I know that I made all the preparations and done everything. And then something happened. That's another thing we're going to be revamping. We're going to be revamping our sensitivity. I said that we're going to be revamping our work with God. We're going to be activating. I'm not there yet, though. Shut up. I'm just starting. I'm not, there. I'm not there yet. And you know, I had this strong urge. I've been having this strong urge to call Mrs. Aaron for two, three days. As in this week, starting from Sunday morning. I'll just hear, call Doreen. Call her. We chat on phone. We, we chat. You call me. Husband knows that if he sees her name on my phone, He's not talking to me for the next God knows how many minutes. That's how long I talk. And we had talked recently. We have been communicating. My head, call her. Have a talk with her. It's the kind of talk you have to sit down and talk. I'm like, Spirit of God, what's up? So I was already planning this Saturday. That, okay, after the conference, I'll just find time. Oh, woman of God, can we see? Let's just talk. What's going on? Let's share. And then the urge was so much on Wednesday. I was, Wednesday, that Wednesday was so stressful. I had to meet up with some with um, some deadlines at work and it was crazy permit me to use that word it was really crazy and, but in the midst of all the stress I was looking exhausted I came into the office my boss was like you're looking stressed what's with I was like I'm, I'm feeling stressed actually a lot of things but in the midst of that stress I still had that strong word called her in so I chatted her up eventually ah man of God what's up this is that though these are my plans oh I'm Saturday I'm coming to VIA you know? and then she in a usual way she smiled there laughing I said what is that? I was like what was it what's going on what's this push and pull and I, I'm coming on Saturday I'm going for a conference I'll come later it just me how revamp went you know we always share spiritual things and dealings with God in our life and she said ah, that's I've been having this you know Call she calls me Pastor. She's a woman that understands all of it. Calls me Pastor. She says, ah, I've been inviting this. This is well, having this call. Invite Pastor for this meeting. I was like, eh, hey, are you serious? Ah, okay. 
Then I moved on to the next chief. She said that. She was like, ah, serious. I explained all this now. Please, what's going on? Any new thing? What's God telling you? You know the kind of Mary and Elizabeth relationship. That's another thing we're going to be desiring in this place. I'm going to be very, I will share from my heart. I will share even my experience, dealings that God is taking me through. And for a while, I've been hearing sponsors, mentors, coaches, collaborations, contemporaries. And there are, there are relationships that God will bring in your life. I, I, a pastor of mine said, we had, I was at a meeting last week, and she said something, that the people that you need for your next level are within your circle of influence. And even if they are not there, they are just one person away. And the one person away, the, the, the link that you will get to that one person away is actually still someone within your conference, within your circle of influence. And this woman of God here, I'm not flattering, but anytime she shows up in my life, I know that something is about to happen. Is that serious? Anytime when we're in Calabar in Lagos, we may not talk for a while, but the minute she just shows up in my space, I know that, okay, Spirit of God, you're about to stretch me to another level. So I was like, okay, maybe this was one of those meetings. I said that to say that. that that's one of one thing we're going to be praying. So we're going to be birthing, birthing strategic relationships. So if we, I have a lot of things to share, but Spirit of God, help me here. Solomon, if you, if you study him, he had wonderful, okay, let's say, the strategic relationship of his father being a king or being father, that's his dad. But if you notice something, a lot of the things that Solomon achieved in his time was majorly because of one strategic relationship. Go and study King Hiram of Tyre. That man moved heaven and earth to make sure that anything Solomon desired, he got. Solomon would just write him letter. You know that my father did, my father did. Please send your men to get me cedars of Lebanon, gold, and that man contributed to the wealth that Solomon had. Go and check the scriptures. Study second Kings, study first Kings, first Kings or second Kings. Study scriptures. They would his men. Imagine somebody not making himself rich, making another man rich. He would send his men to gold of to offer. They will go and bring gold and bring it in blocks. Mighty blocks for who? For Solomon. Not for himself but for Solomon. Using his own resources to to enrich somebody. So we're going to be birthing strategic relationships. Now, back to where I'm going to. Why I'm actually sharing this for you to know that we may be few. It may be small numbers. When I was preparing, you should, you should have, if you had a check, you'd have been like, ah, ah. if this woman knew that this is the crowd that she was going to talk to, maybe she would have not been this apprehensive. But I came in and I was like, Father, thank you. Because I prepared like I was not going to talk to one million people. I'm going to share and talk like I'm talking to one million people. So... And I'm, I, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I want you to know how strategic this meeting is. See, it's not, the, 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 the things, the experiences and encounters that God will bring you into, God doesn't need numbers. He doesn't need crowd. Just you and Him alone is enough to push you to where He needs you to. And even when you're in the midst of crowd, He doesn't need your neighbor. He needs you. So, sweetheart, this meeting, not just for you, for me. It's just as I was coming, she shared another one. How a pastor, woman of God that we respect so much, called her up and prayed concerning this meeting and declared what's over the people that will minister. Umbok. <laughs> Do you know what that means? I'm ministering this meeting. Do you know the words that I've received? So, come on. This is not an ordinary meeting. So, if you were forming and not see, I know I brought my flash shoes, so I know that I'm going to pull off these shoes so later. This is just packaging. So, see, I wore black so that when I need to roll, 
I need to kneel down. I will do that. So please drop every weight that even if it's said to see we're coming to I, I I I celebrate you, woman of God. Because the truth is it takes a lot of courage for people to it takes a lot of courage to organize meetings. It takes a lot for people to follow you and leave all their things to come and sit down and hear you. Mbok. There are millions of people out there. Conferences, this conference I attended is free. You could have been there, but for crying out loud, you're here. So let's see, let's tighten our belt and say this drinking. I will drink, eh? People will know. Moses encounter. They have to tell Moses, please cover your face. This the effect of your encounter with God is too much. You are intimidated by it. See, you're living this place and people know that something has happened to you. I attended a meeting some weeks ago. See, I didn't need I didn't need to tell people that or write it in this thing, what happened to me. I knew within me I changed levels. That was what I was praying for this meeting. That God, people have encountered with you. I don't need you to come and tell me that my was blessed. In short, if you come and tell me, I'll be like, ah, did you, were you, did you have that? An encounter that you cannot, English cannot define, is what I pray for. You see, you have encounters and you're like, ah, I'm coming, ma. Eh? I want one month. They're telling me I'm coming because you've not found the name to label the experience you have. That is what I want for you. That's what I prayed and desired God for. Lord, encounters of the God kind. We have encounters with the love of God, with the intimacy of God that sets us rolling, that sets us on our, on our feet, sets us in motion. Praise God. Impact. Then if, if a car hits you, you know. But if a trailer hits you, a lorry hits you. Ah, ah. You know the difference. So encounters. So I'm, I'm saying all this to let you know that this is a strategic meeting. This is a strategy. For me, myself, is a strategic meeting. I know that by virtue of the fact that I'm here today, things have changed for me. I don't... I was telling my husband, I said, see, I can't explain it. I need to be at this meeting. I can't, I can't explain it. Even if I wasn't going to minister, I was going to find time to come. Even if it's one hour, I can stay. I'll stay. But I, I told him because he understood, okay, we're in a particular season and all that. And he was like, okay, um, let's check the Spirit of God if it's okay for you to come and minister and if it's in line. And this is someone that had received speaking engagement and you say no, no. But for 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 the spirit of God's reason, Papa said you can go. I told him, ah, I have them um, conference. You will go for this because he just picked it by the spirit. I see there's something, and I had to tell him this morning. I can't explain it, but there's just something about this meeting, and I know that I've changed levels. So you two begin to write your own, write it. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to appreciate God for this awesome platform. Abba, I do not take it for granted. And I said I was going to do this. Thank you for the privilege for moving your daughter and, you know, organizing this, this platform and putting me here. Abba, I say thank you and I do not take it for granted in the name of Jesus. I also want to appreciate my husband in Ascension for the the permission to be here because really if he had not allowed me I will not be here I'm learning that I'm learning a lot of things in marriage I'm two three months now in marriage and man it's a lot of adjustment <laughs> I'm learning things I think I felt that ah, I've read this one I know this one ah, but man experience is different and then when your husband tells you that ah, you've not learned this one but your husband telling you you've not learned submission you're like excuse me and write a book on submission what are you talking about but, but glory to God if you have not allowed me I may understand and I'll, you know, I'll be scabbashing and be 
encouraging Mrs. Aaron from, you know, from all the way from Abado. But thank God that he did. So I just want you to celebrate him for me. Thank you. Okay, next I want to appreciate every team member of When Ladies Gather for, you know, the support. Um, if, you can, if you're familiar with scriptures, the fight between A.L. Amalekites and the Israelites and Moses had to lift up his hands and every time he lifted up his hands it meant victory you know for the Israelites if you notice one thing there were two people that had to help him uphold his hand that was Aaron and Hor if they were not going to do that Moses was old he was sad and if you notice every time he brought down his hand the enemies over prevailed so really I want to appreciate please let me appreciate them the team members of where they gather everybody that supported to make this a reality putting together a program in lagos man is something so really thank you for your seed thank you for your time god is mindful of your labor and he will never forget it praise god so very quickly let's just bow our heads to pray father we thank you thank you father for here i am as you have instructed Use me as a prophetic vessel that you desire to use me as. Lord, speak through my speak through my mouth, think through my mind, and let me articulate what you will have me say. But Lord, much more, not in excellency of speech, but in demonstration and power in the name of Jesus. Let your word comfort. Let people have encounters that will move them from the level where they are to the level where you desire for them to be in the name of Jesus. You have a vision in mind, our Lord, and you have said that you, our, you want to use me as the, 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 the vehicle to move your children to where they ought to be. I surrender and submit and I say, do your thing and take your place, O oh God. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to be very fast. I have 45 minutes. And, um, um, okay, a lot of things um, while I was praying for this. Is there an Amanda in this meeting? An Amanda. Okay, I, have, I kept hearing that in my spirit yesterday. Woman of God, okay, is there an Amanda in Yuku's group? Okay, please help me confirm. Yeah. Okay. Permit me, I'm trying to look at my notes. Okay. Yeah, while I was, you know, thinking, meditating, praying about this meeting, the scriptures kept dropping in my heart. I said, the, I said one of them, if I'm out with the old and in with the new, that's what revamp means. The um, dictionary, the Merriam-Webster dictionary says that revamp is to make something better or like new again. Synonyms like remake, renovate, revise, reconstruct, makeover. The one that jumped at me was makeover. It's a total overhaul. It's a, it's a total revamp means okay this is how something exists but we want to make it better we want to improve on it and the anchor scripture was taken from Isaiah 43 verse 19 am I right and that scripture says behold I make all things new so the truth was if English is saying um, we want to improve on something we want to make something better scripture is saying we want to make all things new you're like okay about what's up but the truth is really a lot of the time in revamping there's something new praise god and one thing i love about god is and I, he, he impressed on my heart to say to you was that he makes all god is constantly doing new 
new things. He makes all things new. He's constantly our work. Now, some of the time, the challenge is that we are not, our frequency are not tuned to what God is doing. So, it looks like, you know, we're, we're still experiencing the same old, same old. But trust me, God has moved on. He has moved ahead. You are talking to um, Naira. He's talking, he's talking pounds for you. You are talking, oh, let's, um, our, our network is, um, you know, just local network. He's talking, no, kingdom. He's talking global impact. Praise God. God is always on the move concerning our lives, always doing something new. But the truth is we have to be strategically positioned and always sensitive and in tune to the new thing that God is doing. Praise God. And if most of the time he says that I will, I will even, that's King James Version, make a way in the desert. That means, trust me, it will not come the way you know it. It will not come the usual way. And one of the reasons why God always does something new is because when you stay in the old, you, you, you are tempted and liable to stay at your comfort, comfort zone. There's every tendency where you're, I mean, something becomes routine. You're, you're a pro at least and you're like, okay, you know, there are no challenges. You can, if you're, even, if you're even not sleep, sleeping, you can carry out the same system and processes again and again. That's one of the reasons why God is all constantly moving. Why? So that we don't stay at the same place. We don't stay on the same level. We, we, don't, we don't stay on our comfort zone. So He's always on the move. So that you can be stretched. So that you discover that, that oh, I, I can do this. Oh my God, wow. Oh, so I'm like this. Oh, so I'm bold. I used to be a shy person. Just in a way, I still am. This woman of God has a way of wanting to blow me, and I will tell her that please don't. I'm not just just leave me where I am. Just you know. But I find out that whenever I need to talk, whenever I talk, and people are like, oh my God, and I'm like, oh, if only these people know. And why God does those things? If even one of the reasons why He's doing it is so that you you don't see. I don't see myself as that timid person. Apostle Paul was telling Timothy that don't 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 be timid. Don't be shy. Stand bold in the calling that God has, has called you for. Praise God. So God is always onto something new. And a lot of the time, it doesn't take the usual. He says, I will, I will even make a way in the desert. Rivers, I will make a way in the desert. Rivers, please help me with that scripture. I'll make a way in the desert, in the wilderness. Rivers in the wilderness. That means even in things that unknown places, things that you didn't used to um, do before, things you're not familiar with, He will make you, you know, have dominion in those places. He will bring out the new from things that you've written off. Praise God. He will bring out, he will do new things in places that, you know, in, in your weaknesses. He will make strength out of it that you become a pro. You, you, you have dominion in those areas of your weaknesses. Praise God. So God is always onto something new. And one of the things I would love us to desire in this place is that we, 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 we you know, there's that sensitivity. I've, I've spirit-led people who are children of God. But the truth is, there is more. There is always more. God is, God is, is one of the things He wanted me to sound out today. There is more. And He's saying, move out of your comfort zone. He's saying to you today, move out of your comfort zone. See, I have more for you. Maya, I perceive that word is for you. He's saying, you, you, you've, oh, you've accepted a lot of excuses and, you know, you're fine with the status quo, but he's saying, I want to push you. I want to move you from the level where you are to where you're supposed to be. I want to do something new. Glory to God. And that's what he's going to be doing for a lot of us. Some of you, you will know it that, man, you've changed levels. There's been a change. And for some people, events and circumstances are going to happen and you know that, oh my God, 
there's, there's been a change. It will stretch you. May I announce to you that when God does something new, it will stretch. Praise God. Now imagine the government wanting to erect a new road in, um, where's that? In Dubai Desert. Imagine they would have to get, you know, it would stretch the budget first of all. They would, it's not like ah, there's a, it's an existing road and we want to patch it up. That one, it won't cost them much. But a new road in the desert, it would cost them, you know, extra resources. Praise God. It will cost them extra resources. They will have to maybe call expatriates because, I mean, Nigeria is not known for um, desertification. We're not known to be a desert land. We're more tropical. So they will need to call expatriates that, you know, expats in that field. And that's still more money. It will cost them more. So what that requires, what that means is that, see, when God is doing something new, it, it requires stretching. It will stretch you. So get ready to be stretched. Praise God. Praise God. I would like us to turn to the book of Ezra. While Mrs. Pastor Mrs. Aaron was ministering, you know, she was sharing on the times and seasons. And, you know, I, I laughed because that's one thing, one revelation the Spirit of God has been bringing to my mind a lot these days. And a lot of us are at varying points in, you know, varying points of our lives varying seasons, varying times. Praise God. And one thing the Spirit of God will have me share is the process when He does something new. The process in between. So we're going to take our study from the book of... So we're going to be going very fast. We're going to be taking our study from the book of Ezra chapter 1. I don't mind if somebody helps me read so that we can make it faster. I don't mind if I have someone helping me open my Bible. Ezra chapter 1. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ma. So, while I was meditating, the Spirit of God brought this picture to my mind. The new temple. Now, in the a, a brief history, in the olden, in the historic Bible, historical times, there was a temple that Solomon built. But the war, the exile, the captivity, the, um, King Nebuchadnezzar, you know, brought down that temple and brought it down to rubbish, and all the treasures that were in it, he cutted it away. But a prophecy was given that another temple would be built, which is a new temple. And you know, while I was meditating and praying about, while I was praying about the Spirit of God brought this the building of the new temple to my mind, you know. And he said, that's what we're going to be doing. Well, revamp is is, bring, is building the new. Praise God. I, I like English, but I like God's definition more. If he's saying he's going to do something new, I'd like to, you know, follow him. And, you know, he gave me a picture of what exactly it is he's doing. And this is how he came to to pass an understanding of, of what it takes when you do something new so that you'll be able to locate where you are. There's something about understanding. Mrs. Dory was sharing it. When you have an understanding of your times and season, you don't envy anybody. You're not envious. It doesn't even enter your mind because you have an understanding. You know what God has called you to. You know the people he has called you to. You know what he will have you to. Part-time. 
glory to God. So when you have an understanding of where you are, you're not for for a while like she was saying. I was at the back of the back side of the wilderness. I knew it wasn't my showing season. There was a time she wanted me to minister, but something somehow somehow I couldn't minister. I couldn't come for the meetings. It was just at that point that Hobby said we were traveling, and it was a meeting that was it was a trip that was very important. I couldn't make it. But somehow, somehow, situations and circumstances after how many years have showed up and here I am. Praise God. And that period, I wasn't true. Like she said, like she shared. That would taught, enviable thoughts will come. On Instagram, you see a lot of power beings, power women doing pulling stuff. And you're like, ah, Holy Spirit, I get oil. I have anointing. I'm called. In short, I bring up my journal and like, ah, you told me this. I will do this, but... What is going on? But when he began to give me understanding of the season that I was, I took sense. I, I took a learning. I took understanding. And I said, okay, it's fine, Lord. And I knew that, okay, this was my season of serving. When I, after school, he told me, stay back in Ife. I began to serve your pastors. I began to serve. They called me in the secretariat, where one of the secretariats where I served, they called me Timothy. It was that because one of the pastors instructed me to go read um, in search of Timothy. And Timothy, you know, Timothy was like a son to... I was, I was like that. I was serving a, a, a female pastor on the home front. I was serving a male pastor, you know, when it comes to um, work systems and all that. It was a stretching period. At some point, what if a, a, a wonderful sister of mine said she picked it that I wasn't praying and all. And really, she stood in the gap and was interceding for me. I couldn't jump out of it because I knew that was the season where I was. In short, pastors, leaders, they are having meetings, they need somewhere to drop their children. My, if I, my name is not there, something is wrong. Maybe I'm not around. It was that serious. And still in that season, I changed destination, changed geography, thinking location will change it. He followed me. See, you're, <laughs> when you are in a particular season, if you like, leave Nigeria. Go and hide in there. Where is the Andalusia? Your season is your season. You would see God the things that see it is out of the law that God has for you that He does the things that He does. Challenge me, take it, challenge me. It may not be sweet, it may not be fun, but trust me, it is out of the love that God has for you. Because, sweetheart, if you don't learn the things you need to learn now, tomorrow you will pay for it. She said something, is it when you, you, you become known? And you know, you can't, you can't even come out. People know you. They recognize that. Ah, you want me to Please, can I take a selfie? You want to make some slips? No. That his name be glorified. He would make sure that this lesson, you're going to learn it. Money integrity, you're going to learn financial integrity. So that when you begin to handle government billions, you're not going to smear my name. You're going to uphold me. You're going to stand and represent me wherever you are. For guys, it will be learn how to handle the opposite sex so that when you have prim fingertips babes that are on point coming to say, Sir, I need counseling. Your this thing is not standing. You are not moved. You you counsel them, pray for them, and then they go. And glory to God. It's out of the love of God. I don't know, I just felt like I needed to correct somebody's perception. When God is taking you through something and it's not sweet, you feel like God doesn't love me. Come on, God loves you. Glory to God. It is out of his love for you that he's doing that. It is out of his love for you that he's taking you through that process. Do you think God didn't love David when he, he told Samuel, go and anoint him. And for 13 years, that's a lot of patience. The guy did not smell the fruit. 
He showed the, the first time he tried to smell it. They told him, eh, hey, you think say you, they don't anoint you, Abby? They drove him out of the palace. He became a wanderer for 13 good years. This was someone that prophecies had gone out. People loved him. Hello? Women, they sang a song in his name. David killed 10,000. So, so it wasn't a question of whether he was liked or not. It was a question of the season that he was. But guess what? The mighty men, if you, you read in Kings, that pulled great thoughts for, for David, they were the how did he get there? How did he get there? Would David have known that he had there were people he just mentioned the thought? Ah, oh I oh I wish I could drink from the, the well of Jerusalem. And three men staked their lives to make sure he drank the water. How would he have known if he had men that could give their lives for them if he had not stayed in the cave of Adullam? And men that God had attached to him started finding him wherever they were. They left the comforts of their, of their homes, of their towns and cities to go to a cave where he was. They left families. They had wives. They had wives. He had two wives at that time. But for crying out loud, the season he was was to stretch him. And look at the mighty feats that he did. Glory to God. So for somebody here, God loves you. He's taking you through a funny process and it looks like, oh my God. Ah. Yeah, you're used to have a very fair complexion, but this stretching is making you dark like me. He loves you. Come on. Tell, tell yourself, God loves me. God loves me. Ah, and he has a plan for me. And it is out of the love that he has for me. Say it. It is out of the love that he has for me that he's taking me through the processes he's taking me through now. Praise God. Ezra 1 1. I read now. Oh my God, I've turned my Bible. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Pasha, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Pasha, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it also in writing, saying, Thus yet Cyrus, king of Pasha, the Lord God of heaven has given me all the kingdom of kingdoms of the earth, and he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judea. Who is there among you of all these prophets? His God be with him and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is the God which is in Jerusalem. Praise God. We're gonna is a, a continuous read. We're gonna continue reading. But first thing, when God says when He's doing the new, the number one thing that takes place is there's a stirring. Praise God. Say stirring. There's usually a stirring. As anchor scripture, our text scripture says that. Now in the first year of Cyrus king of Pasha, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus king of Pasha. Glory to God. There is always, it starts with a stirring. You just notice that there's this dissatisfaction. There's this dissatisfaction. You, 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 things that you used to be comfortable with, things that you used to, you know, they were okay, you thrived in them, you were okay doing them. They, you, you begin to feel this longing, this dissatisfaction, know that there's more. Praise God. There's a stirring. God moves, you know, stirs the waters, stirs the waters of your heart. Glory to God. It, it comes, when God is doing something new, it comes with a stirring. Now we receive the stirring through the um, God's anointed, Mrs. Doreen, and a meeting was gathered. And I'm sure the reason why you are here and not any other place, the reason why you are here and not in any other meeting, the reason why you are here and not with your boyfriend or your husband or your fiance, the reason why you are here and not in, in any other place, the reason why you are here and not any other person, because there's been the stirring, there's been the push, 
There's been a stirring, a longing in your heart. Glory to God. When God is doing something new, He starts with a stirring. He heralds it with a stirring. Praise God. And the next thing He does, He comes, He follows it up with an instruction. Now, when you begin to stare, you, you begin to perceive those stirrings. Don't just, oh, Spirit of God, I just feel no. You go into your place of prayer. There's some, he's calling your attention to something. He wants you to know something. He wants you to do something. Praise God. So it, it, it doesn't just stop at staring. No. The staring is a push, a, a drawing to come into his presence, to, to come and find out what he has for you, what he wants you to do. Praise God. So if it is followed, when God is doing something new, it follows up, follows, starts with a staring, then he follows it up with an instruction. And the instruction, according to our scripture, if you read in Ezra chapter 1, it says that, verse, yeah, the instruction for King Cyrus was that he made a proclamation to throughout all his kingdom and put it also into writing, saying, Thus said Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord God of heaven, if you study scriptures, you discover that King Cyrus wasn't a Jew. He wasn't an Israelite. So he wasn't, he shouldn't, according to the Jews, have any relationship with God. But when God wants to walk, he moves heaven and earth to get his job done. Glory to God. He moves heaven and earth. And that's why when he, the, the triumphant entry into Jerusalem, when the Pharisees were challenging him, who are you that people are making a ruckus and they, they, they are salute, saluting and applauding? Jesus says, see, if they keep quiet, the stones will rise up and worship me. So if, if believers stay and say, oh God, we know, we're fine, we're playing church, you know, we don't want to hear instructions, God will move an unbeliever to do what he needs to do. Especially when it is key in the, in the, in the, in the scheme of things. But like the, 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 the children of Israel, they refused to be silent. The Pharisees and the Sadducees tried to silence them, but no, they intensified it. So for believers, for you today, you're saying no, stones will not rise up to take my place. An unbeliever, praise God, has been you know, um, bought and redeemed by God, but has not come to the acceptance of what God has done. But yet, he or she will not take your place. Say nobody will take my place. I'll be sensitive to the instructions that God will have for me in this season. I'll be sensitive to hear the instructions that God will have for me. For the new thing that God is doing in my life. Praise God. And the Lord of the Lord, God of heaven, says, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth and he has charged me. He said it with all boldness. He has charged me to build a temple. To build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. It comes with an instruction. The next thing is that there is restoration. Now, if you see, if you understand what revamp means, it means something has been existing. But we're just making it better. We're making it new. Now, when God is doing something new in your life, there's a restoration. Restoration, you, you discover that instructions that you've neglected in God's mercy, He begins to awaken them to you and tell you, come on, it's time to do that. You, I told you two years ago you didn't do it. Okay, now I think you've, you've um, learned what you need to learn. You've built capacity. It's time to do it. He, rest, he brings restoration. Restores um, relationships to you, strategic relationships. Restores resources to you. You just find out that the instructions he has given you, you're doing them with ease. We can see that in verse all through, if you go down, read Ezra 1, 2. Now, this is where I'm going to. He said, verse 5. Let me start from there. Then rose up the chief of the fathers of Judah and Benjamin, 
and the priests and the Levites, with all them whose spirit God had raised to go up to build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. And all they that were about them strengthened their hands with vessels of silver and gold. Now, are you trying to tell me that these people didn't know that there was they, they, they should let me use that word they should have built the temple? No. But all of a sudden, they started. They realized that. Where did where, let's read verse 6 and all they that were about them strengthened their hands with vessels of silver with gold with goods and with beasts and with precious things besides all that was willingly offered where were these things before where were these things before but all of a sudden they began to offer their, 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 their resources all of a sudden they began to see that ah this cow this cow is not for me, oh ah, it's for the work of the Lord, it's for our brother so 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 that is going to missionary work. Oh yeah, please let's go and give it to him. He begins to restore, he begins to make all the resources available to carry that instructions available to you. Praise God. Another thing he does and, and, and another confirmation is and also Cyrus the king brought forth the vessels of the house of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had brought forth out of Jerusalem and had put them in the house of his God, even those did Cyrus, king of Persia, bring forth by the hand of Mithredas, the treasurer, and numbered them unto Sheshbaza, the prince of Judah. And this is the number of them. Thirty chargers of gold, a thousand chargers of silver, nine and twenty knives, thirty basins of gold, silver basins of a second sort, four hundred and ten, and other vessels a thousand. All the vessels of gold. I know, I, I want to believe you know that God is deliberate. The Bible is deliberate. It says all the vessels of gold and of silver were 5,400. All these the Sheshbada bring up with them of the captivity that were brought up from Babylon unto Jerusalem. Please, who does that? I want to paint a scenario to you. Nigeria goes to con- con- conquer Kotonou and they pack all their wealth, pack everything. And then all of a sudden they just said, okay, ah, let's give Kotonou their independence. I'll show you if it even happens to win Nigeria. Please, which country will say, oh, all those wealth and treasures that we packed here, yeah, people should come and take it. Be going to your country. Who does that? But when the word of the Lord comes, there is restoration. Everything that has been lost, that the devil looks as if he had gained victory by stealing away from you, God restores. So the truth is, your Lord is maintained. Your, your things that has your name written against it, it may not be in your hands right now. You feel you may have been lost, but it's somewhere. Or until you stay in the place of prayer, stay sensitive, align yourself with what God is doing. You, you heed to His stirrings. You receive His instruction. The restoration will not come. Beloved, the restoration will not come. It starts with the stirring, which you must heed, followed by staying to hear His instruction. Then the restoration begins to come. Glory to God. It comes with restoration. The things that you feel as, ah, relationships that you felt somehow for some certain reasons you didn't handle and manage well. All of a sudden, they just begin to call you up, chat you up, you know, and you're like, ah, what's going on? Effortlessly. If there's one area I've learned not to struggle is in my relationships. Not because I manage my relationship by the grace of God, but I, if, if there's a friction, I just let it be. When it is time, when it is restoration time, Wherever the person is on the globe of the earth, we will locate each other. All of a sudden, as this woman of God, we just began to connect, especially close towards the time of our wedding. It was just, I, I don't know if you felt it, but for me, we'll just call each other up. She does most of the calling, actually. I'm working on it by the grace of God. My calling. 
<laughs> my calling people and all that. God is helping me. Oh. But you know, she just began to, I was like, Spirit of God, what's up with this relationship? I'm very, if there's one thing, <laughs> you can imagine. But somehow she just, we will spend our air time. Point of correction. Her air time will finish. This one of God will call me back. I don't think we're gisting or chatting away. Spiritual deep things that, and the truth was, me in my own, I was just gradually, you know, doing things. There. But like I said, shared earlier, when God wants to move you to do some things, He will begin to restore. He will begin to restore. He will begin to restore. Praise God. Praise God. Next, I want to quickly move on. The next thing God does is establishment. After restoration, He establishes you. Now, I would like to say this. Sometimes, now, I'll, let me say this in general. When God is doing a new thing, I would like you to be patient with Him. For some people, that's why I loved the fact that she shared on seasons, she shared on purpose, seasons, and times. And like I said, understanding of the season where you're in will help you. For some people, when God is doing a new thing, it's like in the blink of an eye, the new thing has happened. For some people, it's a process. Everything must manifest. You see that staring? It will take like two, three months. The restoration, it will take like one year. And then by the time God is done with all that he's doing, you just notice that you are there. God has changed your status. You're on a new level. But really, if you check it, maybe it took you two, three years. And you, if you're sensitive to the Spirit of God, you know that, ah, this process started this, this. This process started. For so, I'm saying this and I want to emphasize on it. Don't look at, they, they, they say this thing, your neighbor's, it's not green. It's not, the, the, your neighbor's grass is not greener. It's not greener on the other side of your neighbor. Pay attention to your, the, the pathway that God is taking you. Pay attention to your own process. For you, your own process, the new thing that God is doing in your life, the new things he wants to manifest in your life, maybe two, three years. And for your neighbor, it may be just one day. There was one post I read that blessed me a lot. A lot. It was in that season when the devil was throwing arrows of envy at me. And then one thing settled it and killed it for me. And that was that a maize plant and a, and a roko tree. Please, when a maize plant, it takes three months for a maize plant to germinate. But an iroko tree, I'm sure generations after Seth, they'll be like this iroko tree that uh, great great grandpapa planted will not even begin to see it. Now, the Spirit of God made, it, made me understand something. He said, you have a calling and a destiny of internal relevance. And he, he gave me an option. The Spirit of God is very awesome. He said, which one do you want? To be relevant for this season and then you just blow up, boom, everybody, your name is all around and then that's all. Or the kind of relevance that, see, your children's children, they cannot, the, 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 God works out your relevance in such a way that generations after, they, 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 Spirit of God, help me to express this. They cannot forget. We call ourselves the children of Abraham today. Have you met him? Because you know how Abraham looks like. But for crying out loud, I'm a seed of Abraham. That is what is called eternal relevance. But when God was taking him through his process, 25 years waiting for a child, my God, that's a lot of patience. And I'm sure he was like, God, what's up? But God was saying, see, I'm sure when God told him initially that, see, I want to make a father of nations, he felt like, oh, 
Isaac. And I'm sure even when Isaac came, we were like, oh, God has fulfilled his word. I'm a father of nations. There is just one, but maybe nations, Ishmael and Isaac. But he, that, I'm sure God shook his head and no, that's not what I have for you. Eternal relevance. Generations after. See, if we go and God tarries and our children come again, they will still claim heritage to Abraham. Eternal relevance. So have an understanding of your purpose. What it is, is it that God has called you to be? And for me, I told God, I said, ah, I want eternal relevance. So Lord, do you know what that means? Length of years to cook you. When you are cooking beans and rice, which one does faster? Rice. But beans, you will pour water and pour water. Ah, especially if you now buy some very funny beans. You will pour and pour. But the truth is, because of, you know, there are benefits to health. It's very different. Praise God. They will even tell you if you're growing, if you have a young child, give the child beans. You may not like it, but make it more appetizing and, you know, more um, attractive to you because it is good for you. Why didn't they say give the child rice? Purpose. Significance. I choose eternal relevance and I want to believe you do. So I would like you to say, I choose eternal relevance. So that means you, you don't be in a hurry to, to finish your process. Don't be, don't, don't be, what's the word, impatient in the dealings that God is taking you through. Allow God cook you. See, I want to be in heaven in the cloud of witnesses. And then Maya's great-great-grandchildren are like, oh, there was this Pastor Sharon. She blessed us. Man, I like it. That is what I want. Generations after they are calling my name. I don't want to try and shoot up like a maze and then, oh my God, the next thing, it is now um, weed. No. I choose internal relevance. Say it. I choose internal relevance. I choose internal relevance. Glory to God. So establishment. Yes, I was going to open scriptures to show us confirmation about that. Ezra chapter 2 in the same chapter. Okay, chapter 2 now. If you read down, because of time, I know you're able to read it. But... In chapter, in chapter three, yeah. Okay, there's something I'm trying to, yeah. In chapter three, verse one, it says, "And when the seventh month was come, and the children of Israel were in the cities, the people gathered themselves together as one man to Jerusalem." Then stood up Jeshua, the son of Josadak, and his brethren, the priests, and Joseph, on and on and on. If you read all through, you discover that at the end of the day, God brought them into the fulfillment of the word that he gave Cyrus. I'm really trying to hurry up because of time, because I have a lot of things I want to share. The next thing is, I think I will mention the challenges and oppositions. In short, in brackets, in my notes, I wrote challenges, oppositions, fears to stop the new thing that God is doing in your life. I was listening to, or I watched the podcast on um, Bishop T.G. Jake's Instagram yesterday, and one of the guest ministers I was speaking said, See, I would have that you desire strong enemies. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, Which one is this one? And he said, See, the truth is, if the, the, the weight of your purpose, the weight of your calling and the thing that God is doing in your life determines the kind of challenges and the kind of enemies that come at you. And it, that's the truth. I said I was going to say this. <laughs> Some things happened to me yesterday. I was literally attacked the day before yesterday night. 
and I knew immediately it happened. I knew it was because I was coming to this meeting. And then I knew that you see Satan, you see this meeting, I will come. I will minister to God's people and I will be blessed. It wasn't a funny this thing I say it wasn't funny. Devil knows that see people are gonna be delivered. People are gonna be set on course for destiny. And he doesn't want it. See, one Christian, one believer is a terror to God. He's a terror to the devil. He, he's not, ah, do you know what that means? That's a thousand of you, then you are not saying you want to preach to a lot of women. That's one thousand, ten thousand. Do the math. I'm not a math person. Like that. Do you know what that means? That's why I said, see, don't look at the numbers, though. By the time you use spiritual calculation, do you know the, the force that we are? This number that there is. The devil doesn't even want to give space for one. So, really, there will be challenges and fears of positions. And I really would like us to read that. In Ezra, I want us, I want us to see the challenges that, that Ezra faced. He shows, the Bible was very plain. He said the, he called them adversaries. Me, I think put challenges and oppositions. The Bible says adversaries. He did, the Bible did not use enemy. He said adversaries. So he can't wait. Now look at what they did. Ezra 4. Now when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the children of the captivity built the temple unto the God of Israel, then they came to Zerubbabel and to the chief of the fathers and said unto them, Let us build with you. Now see why you need to be sensitive. For we seek your God as you do, and we do sacrifice unto him since the days of Esarhaddon, king of Assur, which brought us up either. But Zerubbabel and Jeshua and the rest of the chief of the fathers of Israel said unto them, Ye have nothing to do with us to build a house unto our God. But we ourselves together will build unto the Lord God of Israel as King Cyrus the king of Pasha has commanded us. Then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah and troubled them in building. See, it has been announced since before this meeting came about. A lot of things have been taking place in the spirit realm. One of God shared with me how, you know, she, she got an instruction to pray some particular number of hours for this meeting. And I knew it that when I began to receive the urge was, was as a result of one of those prayers. Now, sensitivity. Look at how they came. It has been announced, this is what I was about to say, that God is about to do a new thing in your life. Tell your neighbor, God is about to do a new thing in your life. In the spirit realm, they receive signals. Ah, so that what's your name? That favor is about to change levels. What's your name, darling? Abigail. The kingdom of darkness is shaking. That Abigail is changing status. And trust me, they are not happy. So now, where am I going to? I want you to be sensitive. See, there will be attractive deals. But if you're not sensitive to know what God will have you do, you will be carried away. Look at how they came. Ah, let us help you build the house. Beloved, there will be collaborations. Yes, ah, that woman of God said we should pray for collaborations, strategic relationships. And then this person comes. Oh, sweetheart, what missions you want to do? Let's do it together. Pay attention, be sensitive. Yes, we're going to revamp, you know, we're going to pray and desire strategic relationships, collaborations. But beloved, there's still a place of prayer where you're straight. You're picking the signal in your spirit. God, is this the person we are going to do it with or not? Uh, the minute you see the red signal, run. Be bold to say, oh, beloved, 
I've not received an express instruction on what to do or who to do with. So when I get it, I'll let you know. Sweetheart, there is no sentiment in destiny. So be sensitive. Your new level has been announced. It has been heralded. So challenges and oppositions will come. That's why I said what I said earlier. That when oppositions come, it's out of the love of God. Yes, there's happening. But the truth is, see, because of the weight of the glory that you carry, the devil will come to fight it. The devil, for crying out loud, Jesus, the Son of God, God came to earth in the form of Jesus. The devil had the infantry to go and challenge him. I mean, you would say, ah, that is God. Let's not pass our boundary. But just, they would say, if indeed you are the Son of God, you are hungry, Abby. Turn these stones to bread. Jesus just finished 40 days fast for crying out loud. So there will be challenges. So if Jesus was tempted by the devil, beloved, we, Jesus' representatives, you think the devil will allow us to have it easy? Come on. There will be challenges and fierce oppositions. But you will stand your ground and say, I know, I know this is coming, but thank God I've been prepared for it. I'm partnering with God to stay put. And because I know He's with me, I will go through whatever it is you bring against me. And you've been equipped. You have the authority, you have power. So come on, don't don't live life like a victim. I was sharing my dad, I said. If you study scriptures, you discover that God has surrounded us on every side as a believer with, with ammunition, with equipment to face whatever it is in life. Ah! I came to that revelation. I said, no, 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 no. Ignorance is one trick the devil uses in his ammunition. And he has been using it since, since the Garden of Eden. Ignorance. But trust me, when you know who you are, you know the things that have been made available for you. There are some things that the devil will you they will come. See, because the challenges will come. But you you just it's a walkover for you, but because you know better. Knowledge, understanding, praise God. So challenges and fears look at what was said. Then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah and troubled them in building. And hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose. All the days of Cyrus King Pasha, even unto the reign of Darius King of Pasha, for years they said, Ah, any beauty, and they trapped, they disturbed them until three kings after, until three, three kings after, and even when the, that third king came up, they still went ahead. But praise God, the next thing that God happens, there's a prophetic push to launch. Glory to God. There is a prophetic push to launch despite the challenges and faces. Now I said something before I started. The Spirit of God was letting me know that each and every one of us are in this process, in these things that happen. Each of us are in different phases. There's some of you, you're just beginning to receive the stirring. Some of you, you're just receiving instructions. Some of you, you're just, you know, you, you're in your restoration season. Some of you, you're moving on to establishment. For some, you're experiencing challenges as regards the purpose. Glory to God. And for those people, I came for those people. I came for everybody, but as I was preparing, I knew I came for those people. The, prophet, the, the prophetic push to launch you into the next phase. Glory to God. We see that in chapter 5. It says, Then the prophet Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah, the son of Edo, 
prophesied unto the Jews that were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel, even unto them. They rose up Zerubbabel, the son of Sheatel, and Jeshua, the son of Josadak, and began to build the house of God, which is at Jerusalem. And with them were the prophets of God helping them. Prophetic push. The devil tried in the time of Cyrus. He tried in the time of Elvirus. But when the word of the Lord came, when the prophetic word came, the, the, the people that were concerned, they rose up. And by the, by the power of the prophetic word, they rose up to push. They rose up to bring glory to God. And I'm saying for those in that season, you have been experiencing challenges. I stand in my office as a prophet. And I decree and declare that you go forward in the name of Jesus. You go forward to build now in the name of Jesus. The word of the Lord has come to you. Arise and build in the name of Jesus. The word of the Lord has come to you. You have faced opposition and challenges. And he's saying no more in the name of Jesus. He says arise because it is time to build in the name of Jesus. He says go forward in the name of Jesus. I just received an prophetic instruction. I want us to rise up our feet and move paces forward from where you are. Rise up, stand where you are, and move paces forward. And begin to declare, in the name of Jesus, I move forward concerning purpose, concerning the new thing that God is doing in my life, doing concerning me in this season. I move forward, I go forward, in the name of Jesus, the prophetic word of God has come, I arise and build, and I go forward, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Oh, the word of the Lord came and he said, Israel, you have gone round this mountain for too long. But it says it is time to arise. It is time to arise and go forward. You have dwelt on this mountain for too long. You have dwelt on this mountain for too long. He says go forward. He says go forward. I know there is a red sea before you. I know there is an army before you. But go forward. Go forward. Because these Egyptians you see today, you see them no more forever. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Spirit of God. Praise God. Let's have our seat. Let's quickly round up. Please, how many minutes more do I have? If you read on to Ezra chapter 5, you discover that when the challenges came, the walk, the new thing that God was in their life pressed for a season. But then the prophetic word came and they were launched into destiny. And immediately the word came. It said they rose up and began to build. And then if you read further, you discover that they built and they kept building. <laughs> if you read chapter 5, you discover that those people came again. Let's read it together. At the same time came to them Tatna, governor on this side of the river, and Shetar, Bosnia, 
and their companions and said thus unto them, Who hath commanded you to build this house and to make up this wall? Abigail, the devil is challenging you and saying, Please, this new thing, who sent you? Who gave you the audacity? This was your response. You will tell the devil you've received the prophetic word to launch forward and you're going forward. There is no stopping you. The word of the Lord has come. And you are not crossing anywhere. You are building. You are building. The prophetic word came and they rose up. It was as if it was as if they were sleeping before. But the prophetic word, it launched them up on their feet and they arose out of their slumber and began to build. If we, we read further, they came. This time around, they used the, the other time they used you know back end to try to begin them. This time they came to challenge them. Who sent you to build this temple? But yet the hear the response. They said we unto them after this manner. What are the names of the men that make this building? But the eye of their God was upon the elders of the Jews that they could not cause them to cease till the matter came to Darius. And then they returned answer by letter concerning this matter. <laughs> later, you can go and study. But it's within me. I want to go straight to the response that Darius gave them. Then Darius the king made a decree. And search was made in the house of the rose where the treasures were laid up in Babylon. And there was found at Akmetha in the palace that is in the province of Medes, a roll. And therein was a record thus written. In the fourth year of Cyrus the king, the same Cyrus the king made a decree concerning the house of God at Jerusalem. Let the house be built. The places where they offered sacrifices and let the foundations thereof be strongly laid. The height thereof, thereof trees called cubits and the breadth thereof trees called cubits with three rows of great stones and row, a row of new timber and let the expenses be given out of the king's house. <laughs> and also let the golden and silver vessels of the house of God which Nebuchadnezzar took forth out of the temple which is at Jerusalem and brought unto Babylon be restored and brought again unto the temple which is at Jerusalem everyone to his place and place them in the house of God now therefore sat my governor beyond the river Shethabosnia and your companions the Aphasakite which are beyond the river be ye far from thence let the work of this house of God alone let the governor of the Jews and the elders of the Jews build this house of God in his place. Moreover, I make a decree. What he shall do to the elders of these Jews for the building of this building of this house of God. That of the king's goods, even of the tribute beyond the river, forthwith expenses be given unto these men, that they be not hindered. And that which they have need of, both young bullocks and rams and lambs for the burnt offerings of the God of heaven, which salt, wine, and oil, according to the appointment of the priests which are at Jerusalem. Let it be given them day by day without fear. That's what happens when the word of the Lord comes. It doesn't matter who and who has opposed. I, at this point, I said I was going to share my personal experience. We're trusting God. We got into a relationship in 2017, during my birthday. And by our plan, our calendar, we're supposed to get married February 2018. But man, <laughs> it was a new thing. It was a new thing that wanted to happen in our relationship. Thank you, Mom. And the devil challenged it. <laughs> Literally, the devil said, Where? You and we is getting married. How? In which in which place? 
then the opposition started from home my parents all of a sudden said no we are not ready these are people that have been pushing me to get married when are you bringing somebody this one has come you don't want to marry what's going on all of a sudden ah, no we are not ready i said please what's going on and they meant it i spoke all the english and grammar that i could speak but they, they didn't push they didn't budge then we were still okay <laughs> ah and then some funny matters rose up <laughs> financially the devil now said eh you see this new thing that wants to happen in your life <laughs> i'm going to fight it beloved the devil dragged it it was a fight to the finish and glory to god we won all of a sudden finances it was it became zero <laughs> if you know my husband you know that when he has money you will know he has money ah for that period all of a sudden businesses just closed up people just said they were not going to buy a car again my husband is into auto dealership i'm serious for months my husband didn't sell one car it was a film trick opposition opposition and challenges then all of a sudden our spiritual parents now said no not yet hold on ah uh-uh. what's going on lord ah uh-uh. you gave us a word we're supposed to get married 2018 um the word we were perfect we were believing god for 1000 marriages uh, 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 our spiritual father our spiritual great grandfather gave us that word and we were holding on to it but beloved it's real when a new thing is about to happen in your life the devil will fight it to the nail and that's to let you know that see this thing it's one way not it's it's one way to let you know that see this thing is of god the intensity of the challenges you face will let you know that man this thing that the devil is fighting i'm there's something in it and you see my arm about said this marriage you go marry him. ah trust me i had challenges I, I was like oh lord maybe god is telling me this is not my husband i went back i was like god what have, are, are you sure i had a, a pastor big auntie that she said see let's remove pastor let's talk because the challenges were waiting i don't have time to share no she's laughing because she was, they were waiting are you sure that this you're supposed to are you sure of this man of god <laughs> and if you understand the situation he's also a leader in the same pastorate so i mean ma you should be encouraging me he's your colleague in the ministry ah but she said let's talk as sisters and you know when you have meditated on the conviction because i prayed and asked god questions i began to encourage her i said man this is what the lord has, of god has told me he has even given me the time that this challenge will be he has told me that there's going to be victory as i was talking i was like okay sharon really and really as i was giving my convictions seeing them rehearsing them strength came and i stayed put now it doesn't mean that it was like that i will have challenges ask my husband he does his specific specialization he knows how to tell you how many times i told him i'm not doing it again because the challenges were like people were like his friends came to meet him guy we know how you they be when a woman comes into your life she's supposed to make your life better but when a woman comes into your life and things are happening there is something wrong see tomorrow i'll be asking my husband who is that friend he said no don't worry baby you don't need to know this challenges from people you know and people it's not the if a stranger comes to tell you something you just go like uh, you just smile thank you sir thank you ma. but when people you know and you respect begin to challenge the word of god that he has told you ah 
then you know that man, the devil is out, but we know better. But one day, my husband, which I began to pray, and we, I began to pray, and we just picked that it was time for this wedding. See, we didn't have one naira. I <laughs> to add pepper to this thing, and I became ill. She said there was no money, there was no money. All of a sudden, my husband just had one deal. The money that we should have said, let's keep aside to wait. They used it to treat me. I became paralyzed. My left, I couldn't move this hand and this leg. Oh, I need to just copulate more so that the devil see that he tried. I'm serious. I had my a daughter of mine and my sister stay with me at that time. They would cook for me, feed me. You know when you go to hospital, doctors sit down. And the doctor that is taking you like, um, how did you say you feel again? Explain it again. You're right. Uh, so you are saying that um, you woke up and you're like, ah, sir, I've told you this story from this. And I said, hey, okay, give me a minute. Then you know that medical explanation does not have, they don't have definition for the sickness they are feeling. Everybody, ah, ah. In short, they have to call other people. <laughs> it was that, by the of God, time. The, the doctor friend of mine that took me to the hospital, she was literally jittery. She was scared. I was like, Dr. Kimone, what is wrong with me? She said, no, don't worry. Your doctor will tell you. She'll go out. She'll come back. I said, Dr. Kimone, what is wrong with me? She said, no, I will tell you later. Your doctor will tell you. I said, ah, when doctors begin to panic like this, and then the doctor you are telling you, are explaining your symptoms ten times, and he tells you, wait. And then you peep and you notice that they are having a meeting. And then he comes back and scratches his head. And then asks you again, how were you feeling? Then you know that my symptoms were not, according to them, by my age, I wasn't supposed to be experiencing such. So how do they explain what is wrong with me? And funny enough, the symptoms that are supposed to come with this thing, I was not having it. So you see the confusion. It was a serious, it was funny. I thought I was only one seeing me, but my sister was with me and she was laughing when we were telling my mom. We go home. Thank God for a spiritually sensitive mother. She told us, my husband was like, let's go and do scan. They said we should go and do brain scan. I went, I did a brain scan. <laughs> and then my mom was like, you don't need to pay any money. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just an attack. Ah. And it, actually, by that time, I knew. When I began to see that, see, this wasn't normal money that was not available before that money we used it to go and do brace kind of over up to a hundred thousand air i know the difference that it have made in my wedding <laughs> so that when something new is about to be birthed <laughs> the devil would challenge it beloved but when the prophetic word comes hallelujah things turn around I began to pray and I said, God, you've given us a word. I began to pray. Your word must come to, fa- to pass. All of a sudden, my husband picked it in the spirit. This year 2018 is not passing us by. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's not going to pass us by. And we just woke up and said, December, we are getting married. You see, dates, we changed dates five, we had five times. We changed dates five times. But eventually, by the time we sorted it out in the prayers, our spiritual parents, because first of all, that's where the ag- agreement should come. If we could sort a um, spiritual agreement and spiritual parent, every other thing would fall in place. We went, we just went in faith and we scheduled a meeting. We went to see them. These were spiritual parents that were saying, "Oh, hold on, hold on." 
I said, wow, beautiful. Let's go ahead. I'm going to support. And we're like, okay. The prophetic word has gone forth. Immediately, things began, began to turn around. Our prophetic parents gave their consent. My um, biological parents gave their consent. Uncles and aunties started calling. Oh yeah, what can we do? And to the glory of God, 22 of 22nd of December, where I was going to was I, I didn't have a dime. I didn't have one naira. But guess what? At the beginning, God gave me a word. I will send sponsors for this wedding. He sent to. He sent. I tell people from my own account. I wasn't working because of that sickness. I left my job. Three months to wedding. Is it not to that point I should stay in my job and be saving up, saving up? But the truth is, the three months savings, if I saved all my salary and I don't spend anything from it, it will not reach what I spent. Personally, 310,000 naira from my own account towards that wedding. Please, where did it come from? Where did it come from? So when God gives the prophetic work, everything changes. Things begin to fall in place. Even in the face of opposition, somehow they will line up and align to the word of God. The prophetic word came forth. They challenged them. Who told you to build the house? But look at even the king that felt, okay, that was a past king. They do it in Lagos. They do it in Nigeria. Any past governor, that was his own. We will do our own. He could have said, eh, sorry. Who cares? I mean, who's Jerusalem? I don't know. But he went to search. Ah, King Cyrus said it. Oh yeah, I have my own. All the tributes you are supposed to be bringing to us, don't bring it to us again. Be giving them. And give them day by day. In other words, he wrote to them, anybody that would not do this, whatever you deem fit to punish them, punish them. So when the prophetic word of God comes, everything lines up. Glory to God. There is prophetic help. I'm just going to run through right now. There's prophetic help. There's divine enablement. And there's a shift. Glory to God. And with speed, I noted that. With speed, if you check that same chapter, you see that he told them, give it to them speedily. And the resultant effect was that those governors hacking to the words of King um, I can't remember his name right now and he said speedily so the way the instruction came with speed they attended to it speedily so speed glory to God so the prophetic word I'm one person I don't joke with prophetic utterances I don't because they are the force when things have been looking like tough get the prophetic word listen to messages from strong men of God pray in tongues more the Spirit of God will strategically position you to in places where the prophetic word will come and see. Nothing will stop it. And with speed, with ease. I was sharing the attendance of meet, a meeting some days ago. As the meeting was going forth, I knew that things were changing in my life. And I started seeing the results. Before, when we were going through challenges, I was like, oh, this one now, it's what, right now, I, that discouragement is not there because the prophetic word has come and is it's like a force on my inside propelling things changing my confession even though things have not begun to look like the way I want them but I know of a shot that things have changed glory to God I've been believing God for a job after I got married two three months I was like I've sent CV I was telling someone that I sent CV like eh, I'm now an expert in, in, in um, recognizing vacancies oh my God bring a vacancy I'll tell you no this is January vacancy. This is a recent one. 
have sent mails like but when the prophetic word came right there in that meeting I got a job I was gisting with somebody they came to call me Malzang is come this person wants to see and I sat down the man was talking talking I was like oh me I want to eat I want to go as we just got talking oh sorry and we got talking oh when can you start can you start now and I'm like sir let me give you let me work for you for a month you see what I can do if it's okay he said no 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 how much do you want me to pay you resume the next week they, have you seen when you go to job they are supposed to pay you at the end of the month they'll pay you at the beginning of the job so you see this one you will do the work you go to one the prophetic word the prophetic word it comes see this i mean on three vacancy group my in short i've sent cvs i got a point i said lord i'm not sending again i'm sorry i'm tired i'm not sending again my CV, I've crafted it in one million ways. I've used Sharon Delomukoro, I've used Sharon Frank, I've used Sharon Paul, I've used Paul, which I say I'm not saying you. But when the prophetic word came, things turned around. I think, but I think this man doesn't, he just, my husband just told me, ah, she used to do social media for this church. Hey, oh yeah, that. It's short. I'm like, I told him, I said, let me work for you for a month. You know, he said, no. It's not like that. I give people money for their value. I'm like, ah, sweet of God, I like this one. Praise God. And guess what? I work from home. I don't need to go to the office. You should the day he sees me in the office. Ah, woman of God, why did you come to the office? You should have stayed fine somewhere around you where there's light and work. And I'm like, eh? Lord in Lagos? My God. Ah, kabusha gadagadaga. The prophetic word. Pray in the spirit so that you strategically positioned. That meeting we almost didn't go because we didn't have the money to fuel the car to, to try and go. But see, when God wants to set you up, He moves situations and circumstances. Somebody just called us. We would like to join you to Ife and we will foot the fuel bill going and coming. Please, will you not say you will not go again? And that was how we went for that program. And every word from the men of God that ministered. It was like God had been seeing my groaning and my tears and the challenges I've been facing. So beloved, it doesn't matter the, the part of the season that you're in. Mrs. Doreen said it. Pastor Doreen said it. Walk with God. Stay with God. Walk with God. Stay with God. If you are with Him, see, no matter the challenges will come. I will not lie to you. They will come. Because of the weight of the glory that you're carrying. But you know you are of this we are confident. Ah, of this we are confident that I just need one prophetic word from God. And I'll stay in the place of prayer to, to be strategically positioned so that when that word comes, I am propelled and I begin to see the result that I desire. Praise God. And the resultant aspect is joy. If you read further in chapter seven, eight, the children of Israel they eventually completed the building of the temple. So sweetheart. Ah, tell your neighbor your new thing will be manifested the new you will be manifested so it's not a question of will it or will it not no it would be so tell your neighbor your new you, the new you will be manifested the revamp has come the makeover is here glory to God let's just rise on our feet and just begin to pray in tongues
thee panted for water, so does my soul long after you. One way to stay in, in, in God's presence, to stay with God, to get His prophetic word is intimacy. Intimacy. Huh. As the deer panted for the water, so does my soul long after you. What keeps you going in these phases, in these processes, is desire. You stay, you long for God. You stay with God. Because just as Pastor Dory said, if you step out of God, it will be death. So you stay in God, develop intimacy. It is in the place of intimacy that the stirrings come. It is in the place of intimacy that the instruction comes. It is in the place of intimacy that He brings your restoration. Oh, sing God, oh, shatera balasha, yadabosa, kali yadabosha. Rena bayadabosu, supayani badabosa, kalabayadene, yadabosha, yadabosha, yadabosha. I want us to begin to make a recommitment to God that God, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. I'm coming back to my place hey, of intimacy where I can hear you feel you stir me up. Where I can hear your instructions for this season, for this new thing that you're doing in my life. Where I can hear your instructions for this new level you're bringing me to. One of the words he gave me concerning this meeting was that it matters to him. It's your relationship, your intimacy with him matters to him. That's why he called for this meeting. That's why he called for this meeting. That your intimacy with him matters to him. He says, I, I desire to see my daughters. I desire to see my children drop back to me. It's a revamp. It's a revamp of our prayer closet. Of our intimacy with God. Oh, man of all I want you to just love upon God, love upon Him. Speak sweet words to Him, tell Him how much you love Him. Maria the Walsha, take me deeper, take me deeper, oh God. Let the animals renew your commitment to God. Renew your commitment, tell him to do an overhaul of your closet or an overhaul of your an overhaul of your walk with him. The picture of the of the type of intimacy he wants with you is the one where you like a child you climb up into his show into his laps and you lean your head on his shoulders and you share you both share 
you brought communion. Hey, He says, I desire my children to have that kind of fellowship with me. I desire Likados to be at the center of their heartbeat. I desire for this new kind of intimacy. Lord, I want more. Hey, I want more. I want more. I want more of you. Hey, put it up here. There is more. Ah, there is more. There is more. There is more. Whatever it takes, Lord, I want more. Whatever it takes, Lord, I want more. That your heart beat and mind beat as one. That your heart beat and mind beat as one. Such level of intimacy. Oh, such level of intimacy. Oh, Lord, I come like a child without earth. Oh, without earth, oh, God. And I sit on your lap. And I hear what you have for me. I hear what you have to say to me. And like a child, I stay in trust. I stay in trust, oh God. Your, your experiences don't match up to 
who a loving God is but he says today to tell you that I'm a God of love I love you and your circumstances your situations do not change the loving God that I am I love you still and I love you more and until you draw closer you draw closer in, in intimacy with me ah only then can you experience the fullness of my love for you it's not that I'm away apart from you but the, 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 your, the mindset that you have of me is what is keeping you away from me you, it, it keeps you far from me you don't want to come draw closer but he says draw closer come closer today come closer somebody here he said there's somebody you have to forgive your earthly father and let go before he he can begin to do the new thing he's he's set to do in your life there's an you need to forgive your dad yes you need to forgive your father trust me i can relate i can understand i've 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 come to that point because of religious differences my father was hard on me so in a way it affected me but i came to the point where i have to say i forgive you dad in my closet i i cried out and said i forgive my father so if you're such a one if you need help if you need us to pray with you i'd like you to come up if not settle it right where you are forgive your dad if you have to call out the things he has done to you call it out and tell tell, tell god that you forgive him and you're choosing to let go today only thing can the love, the fullness of the love of God be, be expressed. And the only thing can can He begin to express the new things He has for you. He's still a God of love and He's not He's not holding anything back from you. But those hearts is what is keeping you away from Him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 